Find all your favorite movies and shows faster with Xfinity. Just speak into the X1 voice remote to search across live TV, on demand, even Netflix and Prime Video. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll enjoy Xfinity X1, which gives you access to your favorite streaming apps like Netflix, YouTube, and now Prime Video. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit the store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. But as we do each and every week when he's not sleeping, we kick off the show with Mr. Dan Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net. He joins us right now. Dan, how are you? I'm doing good. You you act like I've done it more than once, like I'm Shabazz Kalik or Jeremy Roush. Yeah, you got a ways to, to reach the uh, <laughs> the status of those two guys. But, uh, you know, we'll just rag on. Not that, not that you missed the show, but it was 6 o'clock and you were sleeping. But you do have kids to raise, so I guess that's a good excuse. Uh, well, you know, last Wednesday was, uh, you know, the day that no one left the house. So it, it didn't feel like a Wednesday. It felt like a Sunday. And Sunday, I like my early evening nap. So. <laughs> You're so, like, 62 years old. <laughs> You're still older than me, so I'm good. That is true. That is true. But, uh, Dan, we, let's talk some basketball here. And, and uh, before we brought you on, I'm going to hit the hit on this real quick. The challenge has been put out. DC calling you out wants to play some 2K. Uh, is that going to happen tonight? Because uh, DC's trying to set it up. Yeah, absolutely it's going to happen. He, he he talks a big game. Uh, I, I need to know who he's going who his team is. Is he going to play with the Phoenix Suns? Because I could play with pretty much anybody then. Ooh. He's a, he's a, he's, a, he's going to defer. He said well, we're not going to we're not going to go down that road, but we'll we'll break it all down next week. The the first sounds, 15 minutes <laughs> we'll break down how which means you'll probably have played about 20 times between now and then. Probably. So, yeah, we'll we'll get all the details next week, but uh oh, that'd be very interesting this evening. I'm going to have to be uh we're going to have to have a, the uh, group text we'll be going tonight because I want to be updated on on who's beating the crap out of who. But uh Dan, let's talk some girls basketball. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna mention the boys here in just a little bit. We usually do three things we learn, three things we're gonna learn, but let's mix it up a little bit. We're gonna go through each of these regionals uh, with area teams coming up on Saturday before we talk some boys basketball. And let's start in four A. We have a couple SAC teams playing on Saturday morning at Kokomo. Carroll will take on Hamilton Southeastern. Homestead will challenge Zionsville in the game following. Ten o'clock and noon are the tip times for these two games. Uh, a Carroll team that we thought maybe Snyder had the momentum going to that sectional, but the Chargers found a way to win. I don't think anybody was surprised that Homestead is in this position. But uh, looking ahead to Saturday, what can we expect from these four teams down at Kokomo? Yeah, I don't know if you could. I don't know if I'm really surprised that Carroll's in this position. I didn't think they had the momentum, uh, but it's still a very good Carroll team. The great news for Mark Redding is they're still very young. Uh, this is a team that hasn't reached their pinnacle yet. Their best player is a sophomore, uh, and Emily Parrott. So. Uh, not surprised they're here. They just run into a buzzsaw in the morning. Uh, Hamilton Southeastern's 23-1. and Their only loss came to a team from out of the state, uh, beat Carroll handily earlier this season. Uh, and, and Sydney Parrish, who's a junior for them, is arguably arguably the best junior in the entire state. Uh, she leads them in scoring. She leads them in shooting percentage and rebounds and assists and steals. Uh, her numbers are outstanding, and, and she's just a pretty phenomenal player. She's going to be a problem for Carroll uh, and whoever ends up in the night game. Uh, my guess would be that it's going to be Homestead. I think they have the edge on Zionsville. Uh, Zionsville's a team that's it's similar to Homestead in a lot of ways. They go pretty deep in their bench, go about eight girls deep every night, uh, have three girls who average double-digit scoring, uh, very similar to Homestead, led by Maddie Nolan. Uh, they're going to be a good test for Homestead in the morning, but I think you end up with Hamilton Southeastern and Homestead at night. 
And Dan, yesterday Mark Redding joined Brett Rump on the Sports Rush, and he almost sounded like a guy that was uh, resigned to the fact that, uh, like you said, they were going to run into a buzzsaw on Saturday. He said, you know, it's going to be a good experience for us. You mentioned it's a younger team. Uh, that, that Hamilton Southeastern team is phenomenal. Carroll kind of playing with house money. But I guess it comes down to if we see that Her- that Homestead and Hamilton Southeastern matchup, uh, everybody's so quick to say this Homestead is, team is so good. They're, they're great at 24-3, and three, but they had some problems with teams like North Central, Heritage Christian, Northwestern, the elite teams around the state, and Her- Hum- Hamilton Southeastern as elite as you get. So what does Homestead need to do to have a shot on Saturday night? Well, I think the main thing is that we're going to need to see more of Ayanna Patterson than we saw in the Southside game in the sectional championship. She had four points, all came from the foul line. Uh, there were some times out there that looked like the nerves got her a little bit, and she's a big game player, don't get me wrong. She has improved so much throughout this year. She's played in big games already, uh, but she just really wasn't herself a lot of the time, I think, in that Southside game. I was there watching, and, and she just seemed uh, maybe like the moment was a little bit big. So, you know, I think that's the key this week is the rest of these girls have been in big moments. Haley Swing and Sydney Graber and Kara Geely all played critical minutes in the state championship game two years ago. Solaire Starks has been to the regional round twice before when she was at Concordia. Uh, These girls have played the big game, so I think that's kind of how the week goes is is get everybody adjusted, to get everybody ready for the big game atmosphere uh, that this Saturday will be both in the morning and the night. Dan, let's move ahead. Class 3A, we also have a pair of local teams at Columbia City at the Columbia City Regional. Angola will take on Newcastle at 10 o'clock, West Noble and Marion to follow championship game at 8 o'clock Saturday evening. Let's talk, let's start with Angola, a team that uh, ended a long losing streak to Concordia on Monday night to win a sectional championship. I was very impressed with Brandon Appleton's team when I saw them last Friday and what they were able to do. Uh, with particularly with their press against Leo, and a lot of that same thing was working against Concordia. Does Angola have a good chance to advance to that uh, championship game Saturday night? I think they do, and, and no offense to West Noble or Marion, I really think the winner of Newcastle and Angola wins this regional. Um, Newcastle has Cameron Tabor, who's a phenomenal player. Her last game before sectionals, she put up 45 points. Uh, I don't care who you play. It's never easy to score 45 points in a high school game. Uh, you don't see it in girls' games ever. So she's a very tough player. And Angola's defense has, has just been great. I mean, they have just came off uh, contending with one of the toughest players to guard in this area, uh, Carissa Garcia, who from Concordia, teams threw everything at Carissa Garcia this year, and she still had her second-best shooting percentage of her career in her senior season. And Angola came out and was able to contain her enough and do enough to have themselves in a position going into the fourth quarter uh, where they can really put on the defensive pressure and thrive. Uh, and that's the environment they thrive in, crazy defensive pressure. Uh, for people who haven't been in Columbia City's gym before, it is kind of the ultimate gym for uh, it feels so small in there. So if you can create an environment where defensively uh, you're harassing your opponent, uh, it's tough. You kind of suffocate in that gym because it feels so small in there. Looking at that second game, West Noble and Marion, I caught the Giants uh, earlier this week. Uh, beating Belmont for a sectional championship. Rashea Kyle at six foot six. They listed six so six, probably closer to six five. But 
is a tremendous player that can play, you know, to back to the basket or float out as well and hit a mid-range jumper. She commands a lot of that defense, but they have some shooters. Olivia Aguilar was hot from the outside on Monday night. So when you look at West Noble and how they match up with this Marion team, can the Chargers find a way to advance to that night game? I think that Marion is your better overall team. Like you said, uh, obviously Kyle and Aguilar, a couple pieces, Jasmine Turner, uh, another really good shooter for them. The thing about West Noble right now is they've come up with two straight wins uh, in really dramatic fashion, and I think that it was a chance we'll get to see, does momentum carry from Monday to Saturday? Because they have all kinds of momentum right now. They upset Northwood uh, in the semifinal of that sectional last Saturday, and then Madison Shermerhorn gets the big bucket to win the championship on Monday. They have all kinds of momentum, and you get to the postseason, and you get a team like this who's good. I mean, it's an 18-win team. They're very good, uh, sharpened by a very tough NECC uh, that produced four sectional champions this year, and uh, you add that momentum to them. I think West Noble's going to be pretty hard to beat. Dan, looking at Class 2A, uh, congratulations to Bluffton, first sectional championship in 20 years. They're part of a four-team regional at Winnemac, 10 o'clock Bluffton, North Judson, the noon game, uh, Bishop Knoll, and Central Noble. Let's let's just uh, put it out there. Can any of the other three teams match up with an undefeated Central Noble team? It's going to be really difficult. Uh, I give Hammond Knoll the best chance in the morning. Uh, they have Courtney Blake, who's a 40% shooter, uh, it averages over 20 points a game. Who's, who's probably the best player in this regional that's not on Central Noble. But at the same time, she's a sophomore and she's five foot seven. And so those are two things that work against her, against a really uh, seasoned Central Noble team. Even the younger girls, even the sophomores at Central Noble are more seasoned than most sophomores. Uh, and at five seven, you have a, a team that's a little bit bigger uh, in Central Noble. So Hammond Noll has. One girl who's six foot tall, she's played in about half the games this year and averages about two and two. So nobody to match up with Malia Leatherman inside is a huge disadvantage for Hammond Knoll. Uh, and North Justin's pretty good as well. I think that, that they'll get bluffed in the morning. I think this is a good bluffed in team, but one that just doesn't have the, the aptitude to put away uh, some of the top-level teams. Um, but, yeah, it really, I think, it comes down to Central Mobile. As long as they do what they're supposed to do, they should win this. I don't want to sell Car Growl short, so that's back-to-back sectionals for Bluffton, isn't it? It is. It is back-to-back. They hadn't won one in 20 years. Uh, they won last year, won again this year. So uh, two out of the three in program history have come in the last two years. All right, real quick look at Class 1A. Fremont will play the second game at Caston against Pioneer. Marquette Catholic looks like the class of this four-team regional. Uh, what do you say at Caston? Yeah, I think Fremont has got a chance in the morning. It's Pioneer, uh, Bella Dangerfield. As a senior and freshman, Jada Roanhouse have played really good basketball. Uh, but yeah, Marquette Catholic is, I, I got to say that Marquette Catholic is probably the favorite to win the state championship. Uh, Emma and Sophia Nolan, 6'2 seniors, the twin sisters, uh, everything they do is identical. Uh, they're number one and two in scoring and rebounding and assists and steals and block shots, and all of their numbers are basically identical in those areas, and they're, they're as tough as it gets. So yeah, Marquette Catholic is, is definitely your favorite from at least the north half of this state in 1A. He is Dan Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net joining the OPS High School Coaches Show as he does each and every week. Dan, let's look at boys basketball real quick. We'll go through three things that you hope to learn over the next week with some uh, some conference championships potentially on the line this weekend. Let's start with the first thing that you hope to learn. 
Well, obviously, we go to that uh, SAC, uh, not necessarily championship. Northrop obviously can uh, can claim the championship with a win. Carroll can kind of put themselves in control uh, with a win, although they still have a big rivalry game with Homestead coming up. But Carroll's playing really good basketball right now. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, they're coming off a game last night, obviously, against last place Northside, but they played really well. Another double-double from David Ezra who's been playing great in the second half of the season. Dan McKeeman in the last week has come along amazingly. Uh, 21 points over the weekend against Merrillville. Hit three straight three-pointers and a big point in that game. Last night, he scores 27 and sets a school record with nine three-pointers. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I say that, that Northrop has the edge being at Northrop, but, man, you can't. if Dan McKeeman is hitting like that, you're in trouble for who you are. And he's a guy that we had, uh, we had Coach Marty Beasley on a couple weeks ago. And when it was Dan McKeeman really struggling from the field and shooting, and he said he was still playing the best basketball he had seen all his entire prep career, just of some of the other things he's been doing and leading that offense. So if McKeeman and Ezra can both be hitting in the same game, it should be very interesting come Friday night out at Northrop. All right, Dan, the uh, second thing that you hope to learn over the next week in boys' hoops. We're also going to crown a champion in the ACAC. Uh, Jay County going out to Heritage, both undefeated in the conference. It's going to be a really good game. You know, Jay County has been the class of the ACAC, but Heritage won the ACAC tournament title. Jay County didn't even make the finals of that tournament. Uh, so it's going to be a really good game. We didn't get a chance to see it in the tournament. That's what I thought we would have seen. I think home court means a lot in this one. Heritage is very deep with their ability. Um, I love the game of Alec Burton, who runs point for them a lot of the time. Cameron Mitchell's played great inside. Uh, they're coming off a big win last night over Norwell, where Jaden Harris hit five threes. They're very capable shooting the ball. It's going to be a really fun ACAC championship game between two teams that are, are very good and very well coached. Yeah, that was a score last night. Got, kind of got lost in the shuffle, but a two-point win for Heritage over a very good Norwell squad was, was really impressive out of the Patriots. Dan, the uh, third thing that you hope to learn over the next seven days. I think we're, we're going to just learn more and more about how ready for 1A that Blackhawk Christian is. Uh, I got a chance to see them play with Snyder last night. Came out with a win in that one. And Snyder threw uh, their best game at them. All the credit in the world to Snyder. They played uh, great defensively, uh, were really tough and aggressive, made Blackhawk play from behind most of the game. Uh, and the Braves kind of thrived in that uh, and were able to adjust on the fly better than we've had to see them adjust on the fly in the area this year uh, most nights. And were able to get the ball inside to Caleb first in the second half. He really dominated, had 18 points in the second half uh, of his 25, and all, all of his points from the field uh, came in the post, 9 for 12 in the paint, and looked really good. And then, you know, Frankie Davidson was just a uh, Frankie Davidson. He comes out, and I, it's the second game in a row I've watched him play where I thought Caleb first had to have been the leading scorer, and then I look at the scoreboard at the end, and it's Frankie Davidson. He's this weird enigma of so very quiet getting his points, but so very loud in some of the ways he does it. So it's it, they're an interesting team, and I think they're really prepped for a run in 1A. Dan, before we let you go, let us know what is new, what is coming up at OutsideTheHuddle.net. Well, you can check out today. We have a, a feature heading into Regionals Week on the Homestead Girls and, and kind of their championship legacy over the last years under Rod Parker. Uh, we also have a stock watch for the top boys teams in the area as we get closer to the postseason, kind of buy and sell on those teams and what we think they can do in the postseason. Um, still take out a couple great stories out of our uh, Monday sectional championship coverage on Belmont and Bluffton's girls. And then tomorrow and Friday, we'll start breaking down the uh, the regionals 
like I talked about a little bit tonight, and we'll also break down our big game of the weekend, Carroll and Northrop. So a lot of stuff we talked about tonight, but a little bit more in-depth perspective. Always a pleasure. Good luck against D.C. tonight in 2K. We'll have a full report next Wednesday. Sounds great. All right, man. Talk to you later. <laughs> All right, later. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five-cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.